0: Have you ever noticed how your dreams often fluctuate with circumstances? Let's dig into the Word and see how God guides you to bigger and eternal dreams for your child. Stick around to listen to the Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids podcast. Parenting a child with special needs requires extraordinary courage, strength, and perseverance. But what if you feel you don't have all that it takes? What if you're just ordinary? Annie Yorty is mom to Alyssa, who has Down syndrome. She's trusting God to put the extra in her ordinary parenting. Each Monday, she invites ordinary moms to pause for encouragement straight from the Bible and offers practical application that addresses the unique concerns that come along with raising children with special needs. Today's Bible encouragement reveals God's dreams for us are always higher than our own plans. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids, where special needs moms find Bible encouragement. I'm your host, Annie Yorty, author of From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome. I'm an ordinary mom who's right beside you in the trenches of the daily battle to mother your special needs child with grace and hope. Let's see what God has for us today. Our Bible encouragement comes from 2nd Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 7 and verses 11 through 16. I'm reading all scripture from the New Living Translation. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies, the king summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Go ahead and do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the Lord said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I have never lived in a house, from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I have always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to Israel's tribal leaders, the shepherds of my people Israel. I have never asked them, Why haven't you built me a beautiful cedar house? Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod, like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. By this season of King David's life, some of his struggles had abated. He settled into ruling God's people and wanted to bless the Lord his God. He came up with an idea to make a permanent dwelling place for God in the city of Jerusalem. Up to this point, God's people have moved from place to place. God led them wherever they went, and he always dwelled among them in a tabernacle. The tabernacle was a tent on steroids, but a tent nonetheless. It could be disassembled and carried to the next temporary home. God himself had designed this space where he would live with his people. David dreamed his biggest dream and asked Nathan, the spiritual leader of Israel, for a blessing upon his plan. Nathan concurred. But that night, God vetoed David's idea, at least for a while. He had a better plan, which he explained to David through his message to Nathan. God said he would guide David's son to build a temple to replace the tabernacle. Furthermore, God promised to rest his favor upon David's offspring for generations into eternity. There was nothing wrong with David's desire to build something for God. God didn't chastise him. No, he simply corrected David and drew his dreams higher. You see, a building for God's dwelling was too small a dream. A physical temple that would decay over time would not fully satisfy the human need to belong to God. That's why God planned an everlasting solution. He would make a way to establish his presence within the hearts of his people throughout all eternity. The words in this passage allude to Jesus' Messiah. He would come to earth as a human so he could remove the barrier of sin from between God and people. Jesus' death and resurrection created a way for God's Spirit to dwell within those who choose to make Jesus their Lord. I began dreaming for my child before she was born. Since Alyssa was my first, I based my plans on some pie-in-the-sky ideas of bothering. When the doctor diagnosed her with Down syndrome, my dreams plummeted because of my extreme ignorance about the condition. Then I learned more information and met people blessed with an extra 23rd chromosome. My aspirations for Alyssa grew as my knowledge increased. But human insight goes only so far. I needed God to open my eyes and teach me to dream bigger with him for Alyssa's future. That's the subject of my book, From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome. I suspect you've been through similar ups and downs. Our dreams are dashed on the rocks or soar to the sky through the fluctuations of life's circumstances. Truth be told, We may not easily relinquish our hopes and dreams when God redefines them. Sometimes we cling to our lesser plan because we think we know best, or maybe because it feels comfortable and familiar. I confess God sometimes needs to whack me upside the head before I will release my own ideas and embrace his direction. King David showed us how to respond when God redirects our dreams. After Nathan informed him of the course correction, he prayed to God, And now, O Lord God, I am your servant. Do as you have promised concerning me and my family. Confirm it as a promise that will last forever. Second Samuel 7.25 I often say moms are the experts on their children. Humanly speaking, that's true. But always remember, God knows the needs and potential of your child better than you ever will. Will you allow him to tweak and even eradicate your dreams to replace them with higher eternal aspirations? Let's pray. Father, you've given me a love for my child that wants great things for the future. But my idea of great probably differs from yours. Would you expand my vision? Please help me to see how you plan to use my child for your eternal glory. Use me as your instrument to accomplish your plans and purposes. I pray in the name of my vision, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. I pray you found encouragement for your spirit from God's word. You can find links to resources and more encouragement in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids. I look forward to being with you again next week.